0: FOREVER YOUNG ADULT BOOK Hello and welcome to Bookplate, your monthly review of the Forever Young Adult Book Club Pick. My name is Annie and I am with the San Francisco Forever Young Adult Chapter.
1: Hi, I'm Jenny, also from the San Francisco Chapter and FYA Headquarters. And I'm Britt,
2: also
0: from SFFYA. For those of you unfamiliar in the audience,
1: Forever Young Adult is for young adult fans who are a little less Y and a little more A. And we can be found at foreveryoungadult.com. You can find us on Twitter at 4, the number 4, ever, YA. We're also on Instagram, Litzy, Facebook. You can find it all, all all those links on foreveryoungadult.com.
0: And in your local town where the book clubs meet monthly. And if you do not have a book club
1: yeah you can start your own uh, go to book club under yeah there's a there's a whole button that says book club look there see if there's a chapter near you or contact us to start your own chapter we have probably between 50 and 100 around the world so
0: that's amazing
1: you may have one
0: or you can just listen to our podcast because we're also going to discuss the book. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's true.
0: <laughs> we divide the book into an edible portions um, like a plate. And we start off with our amuse bouche, which is a short description of the novel we read. So places no one knows. Waverly Candidmar, robotical high schooler, dreams herself into Marshall Holt's life. The boy who is secretly in love with her. High School Wish Fulfillment at Its Finest. And this is by author Brenna Jovanov. Did I say that right?
1: Yeah. Okay, great. It, this is not her first book, so if you like this one, I think she has three or four others, which I haven't read, but now I'm going to because I loved it.
0: Who picked it? It wasn't you, right?
1: No, it was Sarah, but I wholeheartedly agree now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, All right, so for our appetizer, we're going to start with Celery and Carrots and also Why Magic. My question to you is, does this actually count as magic, and why use it at all?
2: It seems more magical realism than straight-up magic. And I guess it's used because she would never talk to him in real (laughs) life. You know, she's so far above him on, like, the social ladder that this was, like, the only logical way for them to talk (laughs) and meet. I don't know.
1: I think it seems pretty magical. Anytime that you can dream yourself into a hot voice bedroom, that's pure magic. I am just going to go
0: with this with the, the lazy author <laughs> situation here. I mean, not to call out Brenna Yevanov, who I don't know and I'm sure is a, a great person because her writing is very well done. I still think there could have been another way to have a meet-cute that's not this shortcut. Like, okay, I can't figure out how these two teenagers would know each other any other way, even though they have Spanish class together. Oh, that's true. So I'm going <laughs> to make them... <laughs> I'm going to throw in some magic and it's all good. I don't have to explain it. However, <laughs> what I liked about that um, device was that it made me feel like I, if I wanted two characters to be together, that I wouldn't have to create their historical background <laughs> in order to make it reality if I was ever, ever writing in the future. But I still was like, they. I mean... OK, so here's my other theory is that this isn't actually a real high school. OK, this is really we're now at the end of the book. This is <laughs> kind of where I was at. I was like, this isn't actually a real high school because we don't know what season it is. We don't know where it's set. They have like little clues about the land, but there's nothing very definitive that gives it a location. And a lot of the things that happen are like they're not. Branded as a specific high school name, or like, Mm. I don't remember if if I don't remember any of that. And so I was kind of like, maybe this is just like, high school as a fantasy device. That's interesting. Mm. Uh, Anyway, that was one of the thoughts I was having. I like that theory. Because what? Okay, because one of the ones, and we'll we'll get to that, is like in the main course, the Chinese noodle. It was making me think it was like a stereotype of high school because in my high school, we of course had the local Chinese lunch that we went to and I was like maybe all high schools have this maybe this is every man high school and not (laughs) and not like a particular location in which case I can suspend disbelief (laughs) more I don't know whatever makes it work for you Uh, yeah
2: (laughs) I did like the whole candle thing because it put a a timeline on it Mm -hmm. right like if they had just met in Spanish class they would have had you know I don't know the whole school year to get to know each other and all that stuff but Here, like, Waverly was kind of propelled into action because she's like, all right, I have until this candle burns out. And then I need to decide, like, am I going to, like, do this in real life? Yeah, and the book
1: even says when the candle's gone, she tries others and they do not work. Yeah. That is a special candle.
2: So it, like, forces her to confront her feelings, I guess, like, earlier than she might have if they had
0: just met. I would like to go to Yankee Candle Cup company and get the boyfriend <laughs> candle <off>. <laughs> 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 yeah
1: can you get can you like target specific people because you know i have a list <laughs> i'd like to dream myself into bono's bedroom specifically i mean since this is magical realism 27 year old bono in <laughs> the original joshua tree tour holy shit <laughs> also adam brody um, alexander Skarsgard. yeah i, ha- I have a list <laughs> how about you guys do you have a list <laughs>
0: I, I just, re- I mean, I am like a not so secret creeper in real life. So I just feel like if I dreamed myself into someone's bedroom, then they would know that I was like a real creeper, and I would <laughs> just rather keep it to myself. <laughs>
2: um, <sighs> Pre marriage and babies, I would have said Alicia Keys, but I don't want to be a homewrecker, <laughs> <laughs> even a dream homewrecker.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, well in my in my fantasy they're not attached to anybody they're just (laughs) waiting for me For you. they don't know why they don't know why they're waiting they don't know why they're single this long and then I appear
0: (laughs) (laughs) no I'm like either it's magic or not I guess it's magical realism but even maybe I was spoiled I read um what was it 100 years of solitude as like one of my first examples of magical realism and when I read the book I read the intro which I'm really glad about because if I think if I had just read the book, I would have been really mad because all of these characters have the same name. <laughs> and they keep like, you can't really tell them apart. But when you read the intro, it's like, oh, this doesn't matter. You're just reading the story to like experience reading the story. So okay. maybe if that's the case here, I think like maybe nice try for Y a, but it would have to be it's it's still a it's still like a love story and not only only about the words.
1: I mean, i'm I'm with Brit. I think of it as magical realism. In fact, there's a quote in here (laughs) that cements it as magical realism for me. I can't decide if it's impressive or pathetic that even my wildest fantasies involve appropriate punctuation. (laughs) (laughs) That's when I fell in love with Waverly. (laughs) You're
0: pro-Waverly. Oh, I'm very pro-Waverly. I'm still
2: tempted to call it the Wizards of Waverly (laughs) (laughs) Place.
0: Okay, well, I mentioned the Chinese noodles, but the other main course is liver and broth and our two questions are self-aware social game theory and my personal my personal bet is waverly on the spectrum so self-aware social game theory i guess i guess if it's magical realism it doesn't matter that they're like really really self-aware teenagers but i was having issues with like how do they know you know in high school it's like you act because your hormones and your emotions are making you act and they're like very self-aware of why and what they're acting towards in this like takeover hostile takeover thing of the prom committee
1: yeah these i mean Waverly's always in her head so i i bought that she understood what was going on autumn's approaching it from an outside perspective so yeah she's probably watched and analyzed I think Maribeth is Julius Caesar, and <laughs> it's just acting from a,
2: well, Britt's Brit's got the quote for us. The Mean Girls one? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Let me think. I don't remember the whole thing, but <laughs> I think it starts with, why does Caesar just get to stomp around like a giant while the rest of us try not to get smushed under his big foot? <laughs> <laughs> It's so true. Brutus is just as cute as Caesar. <laughs> Brutus is just as smart as Caesar. <laughs> <laughs> People totally love Brutus just as much as they love Caesar. <laughs> and maybe there's something else. And then, then we should all just totally stab Caesar. <laughs> yeah. I think. Something to that
1: effect. Marabeth is Caesar. And I don't think she's thinking of it. She just likes being on top.
0: Hmm. Maybe I just need to suspend my disbelief more. It was like too much reality for me to be like, so they know that they're doing this, or like it's just, everything they're feels so calculated. Yeah, more calculated than I remember being as a teenager. As a teenager, I was like, this is a good idea. I'm gonna d- d- do this now, right in the moment, because I have no long term planning ca- ca- like capabilities. You know? Yeah. I'm. In, I guess maybe I'm impressed. They these folks, especially this year long takeover of the prom committee. I'm just like, what did That's I do? Long time. <laughs> right? The li- like, what did I do in high school that was anywhere near that calculating? Well, I did have a crush on my friend's boyfriend, but that was, like... <laughs> that wasn't calculating. That was just, like, a year of torture.
1: Oh. <laughs> i just going to accidentally touch you. No. Oops. Oops. Well, oh, why is my hand tingling? Oh, he didn't scoot away. What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think... Well, in my opinion... Doesn't have to be that realistic because I like the characters and I like seeing where they were going. I mean, I didn't like them on a personal level. I'm not going to give them my BFF charm, but
2: Autumn might get mine. Yeah, well,
1: might. yeah, w- Autumn. Autumn was awesome, but I mean, Maribeth and Waverly to me were fascinating characters that I wanted to know more about. So, I was I was down with it. I didn't really care that it yeah, it it was calculating. But on the other hand, like I said, I think Waverly's so in her head that. That that made sense to me.
0: Yeah, I think the Mary Beth of Caesar is also another like every high school thing. Uh, I guess apparently all high schoolers read Caesar. I mean, we did. We yeah,
2: yeah. So do we. Yeah. <laughs> it really does kind of remind me of Mean Girls. Like the more I think about it, right? Because Mary Beth is like the um, Regina yeah Regina George, and then there's the two kind of like brainless followers. Mm-hmm. I <laughs> forgot their names in this book. They're like the the Gretchen and the yeah. Karen, and then sort of i guess waverly is like the the katie i don't know kind of like unintentionally becomes one of them or something i don't know
0: it mm. does make sense
2: yeah
0: We you should ask her if this is a retelling of me <laughs> <laughs> use my dreaming. interview powers <laughs> uh. or we can
1: just find her on twitter
0: <laughs> true yeah. Was there anything you wanted to add about that? I mean, what what made you l- like them so much? When I th- said saw that it was magic, I was hoping, like, more magic, because I like mm. magic, and that lets me let go of my angsty annoyance over teenage youth or love or whatever. <laughs> but because it was, like, also reality, th- and then I was like, but wait, they're still really just annoying teenagers? I don't know. I think
2: that's my problem with magical realism, too. It's like make it one thing or the other. This, like, in-between thing doesn't really work for me. Mm. I don't know. That's kind of why I also prefer fantasy that is set in its own whole fantasy world rather than urban fantasy, because it's like, oh, you're running around in Chicago doing things that aren't real in a place that is real. Like, what is going on? I don't know.
1: That's (laughs) why I love it, because this book made me want to grab a candle and see if I could meditate (laughs) myself into somebody else's room. It just, It's that little touch of magic where you're like, well. Maybe it could be possible. Maybe there's more out there that we don't understand that science can't explain. And that's a good point. That that's why I like it. And like the like the Raven Boys felt like, you know, for that first book, it felt like it could be real. And that's another version Mm. of magical realism that I really like. Like, okay, we're gonna search for lost Welsh kings, and you know, there there's a ton of a ton of research behind ley lines and that sort of thing. So it felt like there was historical background for that if not scientific and that's so that's why i like it because i I feel like well maybe maybe it could happen who knows i like ghost stories for the same reason there's enough out there that makes you think well you know my friend of a friend had this experience
0: it would have been creepier if she was like dreaming herself into a ghost a ghost boys like bedroom or like (laughs) before he died or some tragedy (laughs) like that you know right that's interesting that you say that and bring up the raven boys because i think for that what let me like get more into the fantasy is that it was so grounded in a specific place yeah you mm-hmm. know so like now i can be like okay i can see this so then when this other stuff happens i can imagine it or i can like get there versus like this book again i think it's like a it's like a gray every 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 high school <laughs>
1: that's really interesting because you know i hadn't i hadn't really noticed that or thought about it until you guys mentioned it and I see what you mean. Yeah, there is there's not a lot of detail. It is kind of in every high school. But maybe that's on purpose. Maybe that's to make the real life seem boring in comparison to her dreams mm-hmm. where she's, you know, making out and falling in love with this cool dude. <laughs> is he cool? I mean, eventually. MLD. Mysterious <laughs> yes, loner dude. He's <laughs> he is totally a
2: mysterious loner dude. But, like, in the high school context of cool then no because yeah, I mean no. look at the d- uh the thing that what's her face wrote on the wall
0: mm. poor Mary Beth wrote it right yeah, yeah. yeah she Mary wrote Beth, yeah. uh
2: Waverly d- like slums around with poor wet trash or whatever so yeah not cool in the no I traditional cool. sense but
1: but when I say cool I mean I'd make out with him
2: oh yeah well
0: oh. <laughs> I feel like he's part of this trope of guys that we've been stuck with where all of them have, like, weird home situations and are unhappy because of whatever, like, abuse that is happening or, like, emotional unrest or whatever.
2: I did think that background was a little bit more unique, I guess, than the typical, like, dead parent, Mm -hmm. abusive parent, whatever. It Mm -hmm. was, like, parents who were on the brink of getting divorced and then the dad found out he was sick and so they're trying to keep it together... Yeah, I hadn't really seen that kind of. I mean, it's still kind of a trope, but a different take on it, I guess. And it's definitely something that happens. Oh yeah, yeah. S-
1: I definitely bought that, and the was it the older brother that comes home, and you know he's the golden child and doesn't understand that anything's wrong. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that, but also like in his home, where um, what is his name? What is the young brother's name? I don't remember. I can't remember. <laughs> where he's was like. Marshall. Yeah. Where Marshall's oh. hanging out, he's always over at the older brother's house and the older brother's just like a total bro douche. Oh yeah. He's
2: a major dick. Yeah. But he keeps hanging out there. It's like even that's better than being at home with his parents who hate each other. Well yeah. and he
1: can more easily get stoned or whatever it is that's that true. he wants to do. Uh, I I also like the dynamic where he's not wanting to get stoned and drunk anymore, and his brother's trying to push him into it. So,
0: I have to say that the the person I felt the most sympathy for in the whole thing was the girl that Marshall was making out with. Yeah, I was like, you're yeah. just using her. Uh, yeah, I, she knew it. She knew. Yeah, I still felt she was like hurt though. Oh, I know. Sad.
1: Well, we we all make those terrible choices yeah. when we're a teenager. Like, I I felt sorry for her. I identified with her. Cause I've definitely, you know, prolonged, quote, relationships because I wanted to make out with this guy. And I thought, well, surely he's going to see how wonderful I am and get over his issues. And they never do. No, But I f- that was really realistic to me. I I knew where she was coming from poor
0: kid yeah it just sucks to be like the drunk dial yeah you know booty call call oh man i have also been there and made that choice it was no good
1: but that's the beauty of being 17 you don't know how bad that choice is true
0: and later that gentleman apologized to me for using me so i was like well at least he became self-aware later in life yeah (laughs) well i'm glad you got an apology out of it I was. I didn't ask for it. I mean, it was just like we ended up because he was in the friend group, so I like saw him every once in a while, you know, just for, for longer after we had like been messing around. All right, so I'm gonna ask if Waverly's on the spectrum, and by that I mean the autism spectrum, because I really feel like from my personal experience with Aspergers, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly. I think it is Aspergers. I feel like she is a typical asperger type reaction with her um difficulty with emotion um and i have a couple of quotes from the book that made me think that one is what's the right expression again the one you use when you hear about the misfortune of a stranger (laughs) and then at one point she is say is thinking i am already grappling with one fully manifested feeling i don't have room for another one (laughs) Which I love. And then this is one of my favorite paragraphs of the book. I I really did think it was well-written. She says, Memorizing unfathomable things. One teaspoon of a neutron star weighs over a hundred million tons, and giraffes only need to sleep 20 minutes a day. There's a star in the Centaurus collection that is made of diamonds, and when it snows on Venus, it snows lead. I have a bruise on my throat, the size and shape of Marshall Holt's mouth. If all those things are true... Why does he seem so certain that this isn't? And I think that she has it wrong. I think he's more certain of what he wants than she ever is of herself in this whole story. I mean, I think that's...
1: Oh, definitely. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think that was what we were supposed to believe as a reader. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting that you say, uh, you talk about autism, because before you had mentioned it, I hadn't really thought of it that way. I just thought of her as just very clinical... But I think I think autism makes sense. Now, mind you, I don't have any autistic friends and I don't suffer from it myself or I don't, I'm, that is not something that I deal with. So I cannot accurately give an opinion on that. But,
2: um, I have a student with autism and I mean, it, it definitely is a spectrum because he is, uh, very different than Waverly, like very, very emotional, not robotic. Um, uh likes to be touched, like very touchy feely. Um, um, kind of he does misread social cues, but in a different way than like I guess you typically hear about. Like, for example, um, one of his table group members, he was humming or something, and one of his table group members asked him to stop because she was trying to focus, and he crawled under the table and started sobbing about how everyone hates Aww. him. So, you know, yeah, there's – yeah, it's definitely a spectrum. And he's really, like, my only experience with autism as well, so. Yeah. I don't know. I do have anxiety, though. <laughs> and to me, it definitely seemed like Waverly yeah, has anxiety. Because, yeah, just, like, being in her own head all the time and, like, constantly – Overthinking things and
1: closing yourself off from people. Like, there's a point in the book where Autumn says, How can you be seventeen years old and not know how friends work? and she laughs and acknowledges the truth of that. Like, I, when I read it, my impression was that she was just holding herself back because she was afraid of getting hurt. And there, there's even like, there's a bit in there where she writes down in her notebook proposition i don't want to disappoint anyone material implication if i disappoint people they will reject me and so the contradiction is i want to disappoint everyone i think she wants to be close to people but she's afraid to and honestly if you have a friend like marabeth why would you trust anybody why would you you can't yeah (laughs) so i when i read it i just thought yeah she doesn't know how to act i didn't know how to act at 17 i was so not cool and i knew that cuz i had spent all of middle school getting mocked pretty mercilessly so i totally i i totally thought yeah she just she's afraid of being made fun of
2: but also like she's removed i guess a little bit from right. what's going on around her i really like the quote that said my natural habitat is so deep inside my own head i don't always remember what expression i should be wearing yes <laughs> cuz i feel like that sometimes and then the insomnia Mm that's something that I deal with too Mm -hmm. that comes along with some anxiety so I was like oh okay I can identify with you a little Mm.
1: I also like Britt suffer from anxiety and panic disorder and I'm very analytical and suffer from insomnia as well and I totally get it it's just you you sit there and people will be talking and you're thinking about okay so how should I be responding and then A minute later, you're like, "Oh, somebody's talking to me, and I need to be wearing an appropriate expression." Oops! (laughs) It's Mm. gotten better over the years, but when you're like in high school, I think you are so focused on being a certain, a certain type of person. You want to you want to project a certain image, and it's really easy to get caught up in that.
0: It's so strange because I don't Mm. think her parents are projecting a certain type of image. I think they're like. Definitely weird, and like mm-hmm. owning their weirdness, you oh know yeah, her
2: mom rocked mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> I really I liked when her mother was telling her like not everybody's gonna be interested in the decomposition decomposition process, and then when they were talking about when she finally asked her mom like how how do you be in a relationship and her mom is s- tells her, well, you teach people like people will teach you and you teach people how you want to be treated. I thought, yeah, that's that's cool. Her mom gets it; she's just not pushy. Mm. Interesting,
0: because it felt like she hadn't learned emotions because her parents like hadn't taught, taken I the time to teach her.
2: Kind of got that impression too, because I remember the mom being described as kind of similar, yeah, yeah. And, and
1: closed off. Yeah, I come from a family of stoic Germans. We did not really talk about feelings. <laughs> I had them. I had them in spades to the point where my parents were constantly raising their eyebrows at <laughs> me. But, but we didn't talk about them.
2: I think um, she and Marshall are just both doing different things to numb their feelings. Not that they don't have them. Mm-hmm. Marshall obviously drinks and does drugs and, you know, and even says, like, this is my way to not have to think about my feelings. And um, she kind of lets herself be led around by Mary Beth and doesn't really have to think too hard about her own self when she's Mary Beth's puppet, I guess. Right. She knows
1: what's expected. It's easy.
2: Yeah. So she kind of, like, stakes her identity on that for a while, so then when she has to confront herself, then she's like, oh, shit.
0: (laughs) Dessert in this book, which is donuts. Also, spill wall confessions. Oh, my God, the donut scene. That was great. Yeah. So there's a lot of good, like, there's a lot of good scenes in this book.
1: For anybody who doesn't remember, do you guys want to briefly I recap the
2: donut scene? I may have highlighted it on <laughs> my Kindle because <laughs> it just made me laugh. Let's see.
0: It's with the minions, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Basically, she eats a donut mm. and Maribeth shames her oh, here for it. Is. it.
2: <laughs> okay. Oh, God, says Palmer staring at my donut. Are you really going to eat that? Do you have any idea how much saturated fat is in that? I pick up the donut between my thumb and forefinger and steady it. Yes, I'm going to eat this. Then I take a big, savage bite. I chew slowly without looking at her. (laughs) I I wish she did look at her, though. I wish she had chewed slowly while staring right at her. (laughs) (laughs) What now, bitch? (laughs) But then they also, like, again, it reminds me of Mean Girls when they're at Regina's house and they're all staring in the mirror and Regina's like, ugh, I can't wear tank tops. I have man shoulders. And uh, Karen's like, oh, my pores are huge. And Gretchen's like oh my nails are so weird or whatever and they all stare at Katie waiting for her to say something yeah. and she's like I have really bad breath in the morning <laughs> like she's <laughs> like what but Ew. they acknowledge they do the same kind of thing here because yes. um, then Palmer goes on to say that's so unfair I guess if I had your skeleton genes I wouldn't worry either and then belatedly I realize that I've missed a crucial cue here's where I commiserate cite my frantic metabolism say something suitably self-deprecating complain about my non-existent chest or bony knees but instead she just says you don't have to be so mean about yourself. You don't have to say things because somebody made up this arbitrary idea of what's attractive.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think she's, well, maybe it's just really about her learning that she isn't, doesn't want to be in the mold. Like she's been trying to be in the mold for so long and then she's like, Mm -hmm. and I'm so unhappy. She's so unhappy.
1: She says every version of me is imaginary Mm. and I, I think that I think that that's kind of the point of the book is that she's figuring out who she is and Marshall's figuring out that he doesn't have to be a deadbeat loser track guy. So
2: she also says that y- um, who you need to be changes based on who's in the room, but still it's actually all just you. Mm.
0: Oh so true. Really yeah. Yeah, I really, I actually the part where I realized that I did like Waverly was when she went to the spill wall and started giving people advice. Yeah. Because I, but like, until that happened, I was like, you're kind of useless as (laughs) a (laughs) human. Sorry. I was like, I don't know what any of your redeeming qualities are. You're not somebody that I would ever want to be friends with. I don't know why Autumn likes you. You know, it's another one of these characters, which, you know, similar actually to Conviction, which we'll talk about, where like, I don't understand why everyone likes the main character. (laughs)
1: I think Autumn likes Waverly because she's a tough nut to crack. Mm.
0: Yeah, she wanted a challenge or something.
1: Yeah, she sees something in there, a spark of life.
0: Yeah. She sees that she's a weirdo at at heart. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But the spill wall was cool because, well, one, because I love the idea of the the spill wall confessions where, like, everyone goes and puts their deepest, darkest secrets because they can't talk to each other because it's high school. Right. And then Waverly gives people advice. She I starts writing yeah. back.
1: You can you can visit the counselor three times before they notify your parents. Like right. That is very useful
0: information to know. Yeah. Thank you, Waverly. Right, like helping in a very cut and dry way because she can't help like face to face. Right. But not everybody wanted help. Like
2: one person wrote thanks back to her, but then somebody else was like fuck you i like my eating disorder <laughs> or something
1: like that right. yeah so i which mean which is also a good lesson not everybody wants to be saved
2: right
0: i liked that they used that as the catalyst too as we said like she realizes it's maribeth's handwriting and her world comes tumbling down <laughs> <laughs> that was that was poignant
1: that was that was really interesting i thought and well done that all of a sudden it clicks to her that oh yeah this this girl isn't just you know a bitch to everybody else she's also a bitch to you and you deserve better
0: well, she's been undermining her the entire time, mm-hmm. you know, trying to set her up with the boring boyfriend, making sure, like, she's wearing a certain type of dress. Right. You know, Don't just
1: cut your hair. Right. Yeah. I thought
2: we had agreed that you wouldn't do that.
0: I mean, oh, gosh. <laughs> and
2: to bring it back to Mean Girls again, yep. there was um, Gretchen telling Katie, like, how mean Regina really is and saying... You know, one year for Hanukkah, my parents bought me this really expensive pair of white gold hoops, and then I couldn't wear them because she said hoops were her thing. (laughs) And, yeah.
1: Uh, Sadly, Meredith does not get hit by a bus, in case you haven't (laughs) read it all. (laughs) 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 But we can all just take a moment and picture that. But her boyfriend (laughs) does
0: get stolen by Autumn. Which is, yeah, mean yeah come on autumn that's not very nice
2: didn't really want him she just wanted to see if she could take him yeah
1: (laughs) yeah which is you know that's a that's a dick move too but i like autumn so (laughs) i like that she's the weird (laughs) right i like that autumn's a weird fashionista yes i love it when waverly figures out that oh, Autumn's doing this on purpose. She does know how to dress like a, no- quote, normal person <laughs> and does know how to choose makeup for, quote, normal people. She, she just, just doesn't want to. chooses
2: something different. What? <laughs> <laughs> Mind blown.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think um, Autumn, which I put in here as our drinks, as the high school party canned beer, which they drink too much of, but mm. she's like the magical bestie. She's kind, yeah. of, she's kind of manic pixie dream BFF. She's also depicted as self-confident, but it's like again another fantasy. Like mm-hmm. she's
1: insanely self-confident,
0: right? I've seen I've seen high schoolers who have their
1: shit together and they present themselves as really well mannered. Like they wouldn't say have their shit together in front of me, an adult, <laughs> because that would be rude. But autumn autumn takes it to another level. Again, because it's magical realism, I didn't care. I know
0: I've heard that some people do care about specifically about autumn Mm -hmm. oh i liked her better as a character so i didn't i
1: cared less (laughs) that's that's exactly how i feel about waverly i liked her as a character so i didn't care
2: Mm. i think what takes her from just awesome to manic pixie dream bff is her role in setting up marshall and waverly Mm
0: -hmm. where she has that relationship already
2: yeah because she like Hides Marshall away in the room at the party, and then leads Waverly down the hall and was like, "I have a surprise for you." Oh here yeah. he is, and then, and then texting Marshall the picture of the spill wall where she had crossed out slums with poor white, tr- poor white trash and wrote, "In love with Marshall, Marshall Holtz. Holtz." Yeah, just now see
1: that—that that is something that I, w- I would do as a friend. Frustrating if I it. saw, if I was, f- if I were Autumn, I would—I would definitely be taking that picture and going, um, "I can fix this. <laughs> <laughs> or I can try." i don't know that to me that wasn't like that didn't push it over the edge for me i think she thought she was being
0: helpful autumn yeah yeah
1: she wasn't as far as the party goes but she didn't know why well she even explains it later yeah
0: it's funny that waverly can confess to the entire girl's bathroom that she's in love with marshall holt but she can't talk to him
1: at the end of the book though she's Mm -hmm. finally figuring out that well marabeth is undermining her and now she's trashing marshall Mm -hmm. it's not just that she's attacking waverly who can hold her own now she's attacking somebody that waverly cares about
2: but it also goes with the idea of the spill wall that it's easier to write something down than to say it out loud Mm -hmm. yeah
1: and then she can she can express her feelings after she puts it out there like that
0: did your high school have any like secret confessional stuff like that? No, I kind of wish though.
1: <laughs> Would be interesting. It's like post secret, you know. Yeah. Reading about other, and I guess there's a new app, Whisper, or maybe it's old at this point, but I've never used it. But people talk about their secrets.
0: Mm.
2: Um, it came around. It came around the same time the Post Secret app came out. So like okay. there was a Post Secret app where people could make you know. There's the pick a picture and put the text on it and like upload it to the app and then you would see a feed or whatever, um, but people started using it to just like upload random porn. <laughs> <laughs> so, so not surprising at all to me. Yeah, so the um they got rid of the app or whatever, <laughs> and then I guess Whisper kind of took its place.
1: Interesting. Huh. Now there's that was one years ago. called yeah. Friendshipping that I think you can post anonymously about your friends. Oh. What could go wrong there? Oh, geez. I've already seen one of my friends on Twitter post about oh, God, somebody's complaining about people who chew with their mouth open. Is it me? Can we have a hand signal if I do something gross? Can you just like tug your ear? Oh, no. no oh, no. boy. Oh, man. Let's be friends and tell each other when something is annoying otherwise. We've got a Marabeth situation on our hands.
0: My high school honors English teacher was kind of, uh, kind of a Marabeth, I guess. I mean, she was a little, <laughs> not a little, she was a lot crazy. And I don't really want to get into that. But one of the things she did for the class was make us have secret admirers. So you like pulled a person's name and you were their like secret admirer and you had to, you were supposed to get them something or like do something nice for them once a month okay and as like a feel good or whatever but of course there's no consequence to not getting anyone something so there were some secret admirers who were like very good or like secret friends who are very good at getting their people things and then there were other people who d- had terrible ones mine in particular was just like not that invested in doing it and so i just like thought that the person who would pulled my name didn't like me oh. you know it was like I guess I have someone who does, you know, was like, one of those weird high school things where, like, you're is supposed to participate. Yeah, is there
1: not one thing you like about me? Right. Like is there just put a post-it note on my locker? Right. Says your hair looks good today. Or something. Oh.
2: Mm. Sorry. Teacher brain here. But that feels like an equity issue as well. Like, expecting each person to, like, get a gift or, like, have time to make a gift mm-hmm. or whatever for mm-hmm. the person and, like, not taking into account that like people have different you know financial backgrounds and time constraints like maybe there's some kids who have to work you know after school or whatever like Um. all of that stuff right so like
1: like take a post-it note and write a compliment and secretly put it on their locker that would be one thing and i've
2: actually done that with um fifth graders where we call it uh we make compliment cards Mm. and before we do it we review we have a little lesson on like what is a good compliment not like (laughs) you're cool or like whatever like say something (laughs) specific about the person. Um, what they're good at, what do you notice about like them as a student, or you know, are they kind to others, whatever. And so we spend a lot of time reviewing what makes like a meaningful compliment. And then I also pass out names strategically. Mm -hmm. So, like, I don't let people get their friends, Mm. but I also, like, don't want to put up a kid that I know, like, just has nothing nice to say about another kid. (laughs) Consequences for not saying something nice are very clearly, like, established ahead of time. And you know, they in fifth grade they're mature enough to take it seriously and it ended up being really cool and then like the kids had a little card with something nice about them but like i wouldn't do like get them a gift without any kind of
0: parameter yeah there was definitely some equity stuff going on and then the other thing that she did that was really weird was for valentine's day she made us all this was a class of 27 people she said that we had to hand make the valentine's Uh, 27 handmade valentines. Did she give you time in class
2: to work on it? No. That's an equity issue. Yeah. (laughs) Because, like, not every... Like, I have kids who don't have rulers at home, for example, and the math homework says they need to use a ruler to, you know, draw straight lines or whatever or measure the sides of their shapes. So I, like, printed out um, paper rulers that they can fold and use. Like, just things like that that you have to think about ahead of time as a teacher. No, she
0: was crazy, and also she... She prioritized the boys over the girls, even though she was a female teacher in, like, the early 2000s. So she would do stuff like give us, like, really crazy busy work homework. And then if the boys didn't do it, she wouldn't grade them down. But if the girls didn't do it, she would grade them down. Like, I have a serious... Like, she's one of the people that I have a serious, serious (laughs) problem with. (laughs) But she also won washington state teacher of the year when i was in high school so you weren't about to tell that lady anything right nominated by a student who didn't actually have her in class no it was like one (laughs) of those things they're like what are you talking about how did this apply
1: so we know it can go wrong and we know like (laughs) brit has explained how it can go right so all things considered would you rather be forced to give somebody a compliment or would you rather have the spill wall spill wall
0: but then I feel like school wouldn't have let us keep that. I think they would have painted yeah. it over. they are different purposes. Probably.
2: Like the spill wall is for, you know, whatever True. confession. The compliment card is like, okay, I might have to think really hard because I don't know this person very well. Or I think he's kind of a dick, but i got to find <laughs> something good about him. But you know you're going to get one mm-hmm. also. So there's like that that's investment.
1: That's kind of what I mean, though. Would yeah. you, would you l- rather have the compliment, the, the warm feeling that you get from the compliment, or would you rather have the catharsis of writing on a wall?
0: I kind of like the wall. I think think for high school, we're organic. There's that, and like you're in high school, like you're forced to do so many things that like pretend to put a good face on it. You don't have to put a good face on that spill wall, you know. You can put a dick on there.
1: (laughs) Not that we would do that. We're very mature, and we always have been. Butts, butts, butts.
0: (laughs) (laughs) With that, do we want to wrap up, Jenny? What were the items we were supposed to talk about? Well.
1: Uh, thank you for joining us for this month, Places No One Knows by Brenna Jovanoff. The next month is Kiss of Deception by Mary E. Pearson. Check us out at foreveryoungadult.com. We're on Twitter, Facebook, Litzy, Instagram, uh, Pinterest, and Tumblr? probably, yeah, we're on Tumblr, and probably uh, some other social media that I'm forgetting because I'm an old. And make sure that you go to our website every month. We have themed wallpaper, not only for your desktop, but for your phone or iPad. And our graphics genius, Mandy Curtis, takes the book cover and creates it herself. And we always put an FYA twist on it. So if it doesn't immediately look like an FYA sort of cover, look closely. There might be unicorns or martini glasses hidden in there. And on that note, thank you for joining us. Yes, thank you. See you
2: next month. Oh, oh,